0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is the role of martial arts training and taekwondo training? What is the role of this program and our magazine as a multimedia martial arts platform? What is the goal? Well, certainly the goal is to improve martial arts technique, self-defense, but more importantly, it is a role to discovering oneself, to self actualization, and to living one's best life. My name is Mark Suryanis. I'm your host. I'm a third Dom Black Belt, and I'm the editor in chief of Taekwondo Life magazine. Chuck Norris, Grandmaster Chuck Norris, is someone that I have had great personal respect and affinity for, as I think the entire martial arts community has for some time. Grandmaster Norris, as early as 1990, with the help of then President George H.W. Bush, actualized the ability to bring the martial arts to school children who may not otherwise have had the opportunity or the financial wherewithal to be able to study martial arts. The concept, very much like the U.S. Taekwondo Education Association is to bring the martial arts to the public schools and to be able to improve the lives of children throughout the world. Kickstart Kids is what we're talking about today, a Texas based, extremely successful non for profit that was the brainchild of Grandmaster Chuck Norris, whose Chief Director Master John Curick joins us today together with Justin Fuqua, Technical and Internet Director and Computer and Technology individual. These gentlemen help to explain the history of the program, the mission of the program, the goals of the program, and how the program has managed in over 60 schools in the Texas area to improve the lives of middle and high school students through the study of the martial arts. I encourage you to check out Kickstart Kids at their website, kickstartkids.org, to learn about them, to donate, to get involved. This is a great program. If every child in America, through their school system, would learn the martial arts, I think it would be the makings and the foundations of a better world and a better society. If you enjoy this program, I always am remiss in reminding you to please like us, subscribe, so that we can continue to bring you hopefully meaningful and enjoyable program that reflects our passion for the martial arts. How are you? Hi, Mark.
1: Hi, Mark Justin here. How you doing? How's
0: everything? Doing well. How's it going on your room? It's going great. It's going great. So thank you both for joining me. Um, I'm excited to talk to you. So uh, I, I don't know how much you know about us. Uh, I'll introduce myself, and then I was going to ask you a little bit um, if you could introduce yourself first, and then I wanted to find out more about your program. But So I am I'm a lifelong martial arts practitioner. Uh, I am a Taekwondo practitioner primarily um, under the world taekwondo federation cookie um been doing that forever um i am a writer i've been working i used to work for um, taekwondo uh, times magazine before taekwondo life started and then i got involved about four years ago which was a crazy time to jump into print magazines we're print and digital and then last year we added this podcast um so we're international and um we Cover the cross section. So we cover sort of two areas. One is Taekwondo, and the other is things that are of interest to the Taekwondo community. So sometimes it may be things that aren't Taekwondo, like uh, a movie review or something, but it's a martial arts thing. So um, certainly over the years, um, always since my childhood, uh, been a, a, a great admirer of Chuck Norris and of the things that he's done. Um, and on the Taekwondo side, always been involved in charitable things and trying to figure out how Taekwondo and how the martial arts community can um, be, you know, a community resource. So in doing that, I came across, uh, I I think when I was looking at the um, UFAF site, probably there was a link to Kickstart Kids, and I became very, very interested and intrigued by what that was all about. And I figured it, the best way to deal with it was to go to the source and talk to you guys.
1: Great. Thank you. Uh, and I'll just a brief introduction of myself and let John take over because you know, he's, he's the heart of the organization. He's been here from the get-go. He's, he's, our, he's our fearless leader. Um, I, I do marketing, technology, research, basically whatever hat I need to wear, I sure. wear for the organization, just make sure that we're going to be sustainable. Um, but John can tell a story better than anybody. So I'm just kind of here to provide backup and listen in.
2: That's great. Um, as Justin said, my name is John Kirk. I'm the director of chief director of operations for the foundation. Um, I am a board member of the United fighting arts federation. I just got out of off of a board meeting with them today. That's Mr. Norris's personal, uh, system, the Chuck Norris sure. system. Um, I have a, I, I have an eighth degree in the Chuck Norris system. Um, I also, uh, have a, a blue belt in jujitsu, which I'm still currently trying to, um, train and and um you know try to achieve some learning there also um and then obviously uh i don't know i don't know where you would like me to start with this if you can give me a little bit of direction where are you
0: just out of curiosity where are you guys based out of i'm in new york Where, where where are you our um home quarters is uh houston okay you're both Justin as well. Justin's in, in Houston as well. Are you in different parts? Of- I'm out. I'm
1: out in Georgia right now, but uh, I'll be back in Texas next year. So.
0: Oh, okay, but the work that you guys do, I saw from, from looking at the the site, it looks like um, the organization primarily focuses on. Uh, and I'll ask you to explain a little bit about the organization, but is is largely a Texas-based and services um, communities in Texas. Um, is that correct?
2: Um, we have, we have um, ventured outside the state in the past, but um, what we the reason we kind of retracted back to Texas is that we wanted to expand across the state of Texas and then use Texas as a beacon state to say, hey, we have something good that's working down here in Texas in the school system. Um, then we take it uh state to state instead of just pop shot and have a school sure. in chicago have a school in philly we wanted to expand through the state of texas and then go state to state
0: very good so so let's roll it back so that um to, to give the ground level what is we're talking about kickstart kids right so and i know that there was a formerly it was a kick kick drugs out of america foundation right was the original or something like something of that nature um tell me what is kickstart kids uh uh what 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 is the mission of it and 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 you know a little bit of the the history of it
2: sure um well i think we'd have to start with our illustrious leader mr norris um he grew up in, and i'm gonna tell talk a little bit about him just so that you know how this came to fruition sure. uh he grew up in backwoods oklahoma um extremely poor um st- in fact so poor that he had an outhouse to use the restroom um, he didn't have a father figure in the house. His father was an alcoholic and a wanderer, a womanizer. And so that left him and his other brothers to be raised by a single mom. Consequently, not having a father figure in the house, you grew up very insecure. Uh, you might not believe this, but he was non-athletic, um, very insecure. So, um, he grew up through his, uh, you know, childhood days so shy. Um, that he wouldn't even get up to get in front of the class to give a book report. He would just take the F. Uh, fast forward, he gets 18, he joins the military, and he's stationed over in the Air, uh, in the Air Force uh, over in Korea. And through walking through a village, you know, he looked down and he saw a bunch of heads bobbing up and down. And his arm was broke at the time, because back, th- back then in the United States, judo was the martial art. Well, he broke his arm doing judo. So he's over there in Korea with his arm broke and he's seeing these people just jumping in the air, doing all these aerial kicks. And he was like, well, you know, my arms broke, but uh, I think I can do that. And uh, he goes down there and joins the class. What a lot of people don't know is Chuck Norris actually failed his first black belt test. Um, A lot of people don't know that that he he, uh, was like, an extremely cold day in Korea. They call him up to do, do his katas. And then they say, you know, Carlos Ray, that's his real name, you know, you're up to do your katas. He forgets everything, just goes blank. They fail him right on the spot. Um, through perseverance, obviously, he goes back, you know, eight months later, passes his black belt test, um, comes back to the stateside, and, you know, he's, he's wanting to become a cop. But then he decides to open up karate school. Uh, through that, um, one of his students was uh, by the name of Steve McQueen, sure, an actor. And, uh, you know, Steve looked at Mr. Norris and said, hey, why don't you try this acting thing? And Mr. Norris was like, well, you know, I just don't, I don't think that's my thing, you know, whatever. Well, Steve McQueen paid for his acting lessons to kind of get him going. Um, then you have all his movie strings. Then you have Walker, Texas Ranger. And so sure. through that, um, his fame, he was able to meet President Bush and he got an invite to the White House. And through that visit, you know, President Bush, you know, asked uh, Mr. Norris, hey, you know, you got money, you got fame, you know, what do you want to do? And he was like, well, you know, this is the way I grew up, you know, very poor, very insecure. And it wasn't until I joined the martial arts on what he did for me. And he gave me this confidence that I could, you know, succeed with anything that I did. And I'm thinking, Now, what about all these kids that can't afford to go to a commercial karate school and pay 150 bucks a month? What about those kids? You know, what about our communities? And could this change the nation if I taught this inside the schools? And President Bush said, well, you know, that's a great idea, Chuck. You know, why haven't you done this? And he said, well, I have done it. I, I went to the school board of California. And they looked at me like, you know, you're crazy and you're not going to teach these bad kids how to fight even better. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. So uh, President Bush asked uh, Mr. Norris, like, you know, well, you know, I, I, I have some connections in Houston. And uh, how does Houston sound to you? And Mr. Norris was like, well, Houston's as good as any place. Let, let's do it. And so we started in four original schools in the Houston area. Three of them were in Houston and one of them was in Galveston, Texas and they put us in the roughest schools that you could find um i don't know if it was to show us that karate wouldn't work inside the school system or what their thinking was however we hired professional mr norris hired top of the line professional martial artists that could instill an awesome character education program uh, we were formerly known as kick drugs out of america and if you recall back in the 90s early 90s that was the rage everything was drugs and it was gang related so we were kind of this anti-drug anti-gang uh program um, when we first started out and we were only in inner city schools we took on the roughest schools we didn't even go out in the suburbs uh, or even rural areas for that now as time went on we kind of started to sit back and think, and, and we're like, well, you know, there's problems all over. You know, the suburban kids, they have the means to go get the drugs. Um, you know, rural uh, area, there's a lot of poor rural areas that need this type of help also. And so we started kind of not only being an anti-gang, anti-drug, but we started realizing we were even more of a character education program at the same time so even though we have an intense physical curriculum that i think is pretty stringent, and you know, you know we're putting mr norris's stamp on it so it has to sure. be really strong but that's just scratching the surface with us what we're really about is you, is our character education program and what we do is we use martial arts as the vehicle or the carrot to attract these kids So that we can instill the integrity the discipline the structure you know we kind of focus on uh several different things um, as an organization just to kind of sum things up to make it simpler for you um you know martial arts as you know you're a martial artist we deal with fight or flight and kids fight when they're scared and they run when they're scared and what martial arts does is it instills those confidences that there are other ways to figure things out, whether they walk it out, talk it out, find someone else to help them out. There are other ways to do things aside of fight and run. So we deal with fight or flight. Another thing that really sets us apart is we believe in hand-ups and not hand-outs. We wanna give you the tools to be successful. We're not gonna give you the green belt. We're gonna show you the way, but you have to accomplish these goals. Um, another thing that we, we really believe in is um, everybody's entitled now. I want this, but I don't want to work for it. So what martial arts does, and in particular Kickstart Kids, is we smack that, self, that that sense of self-entitlement right in the face. As I just said to you, you don't just get a green belt. Have you attended these classes? How are you doing in your other classes? Is your behavior where it should be? Um, And then the last thing is we we really believe in grabbing a a kid by his heart so his head will follow. Um, Those are kind of the just ground rules. Those are phenomenal.
0: Those are things that we go
2: on. Um, So we started in four four schools in Houston, one in Galveston. um, And then it has just grown, grown and grown every single year. And we are in 60 schools across the state. And, Justin, if I misspeak, please – you know, I
1: think, I get going. I think tech, we're in 59 now. Yeah, we're in 59 now.
2: Yes, sir. Right. Um, I think we did lose one to the COVID whole thing where they're trying to figure some things out. We were at 60 um, across the state of Texas. We are in inner city, downtown, rough schools. We are in suburban, upscale schools. We are in your rural areas. We're in your high end rural areas and your kind of rougher rural areas also. And we have found that. Uh, it it applies you know uh, to pretty much everybody Um, and one thing that you know really took us took us back is that this program is just as if not more popular with the females as it is the males I mean the females have lined up in droves to take this class obviously we know um, you know self-defense but just having a, you know, a lot of our kids that we work with, they don't have male role models in the house. And as you know, it's, it's tough for a male not to have a, a, a male role model, but a, when a female doesn't have a male role model in the house, it really leads to a lot of destruction. Um, and so we have found having that black belt mentor on that campus Every day working with the kids, and I'll explain um, how it operates in just a minute. That's great. Um, has been very instrumental in the growth. You know, we work, through, we, we focus on the middle school years that sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade year. We have found that, you know, a lot of things are geared towards the elementary and a lot of things are geared towards the high school. And this forgotten stage, this middle school stage, the kids are forgotten. And so what we want to do is be there to grab them, surround them with kids that are um, like-minded, that are goal, you know, teach them goal setting, discipline, structure, show them that over three years, if you can almost attain a black belt, um, you can pretty much do, you know, whatever you set your mind to, you know, developing, developing a black belt for us. Yes, we, we have self pride. That's what we want to do. However, that's not our main goal. Sure. Our main goal is to try to equip them with the tools to be successful in life. Now, we do run a high school program, so they can take it 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, and they'll leave us with what we call a red belt, which obviously, you know, is an advanced rank. Sure. They go on to high school, but they can come back to our after-school program to keep training and to try to attain their black belt um, you know, and at this point, it was Mr. Norris's uh, dream to be hiring our own kids. Well, we're 27 years into the game now, and I was an original instructor, but now um, we're hiring all of our own kids running programs. Uh, we've hired our, all of our own students, our re- area managers and regional managers, and it's re- we're seeing this whole um, cycle now.
0: That's great. Um,
2: so, how does the program operate? Um, and if I forget anything, please just kind of chime in. You got a question? Because I'll, I'll just. Yeah, keep I one I'll one
0: have one. questions, but go ahead. You're doing great. You're you you're leading it along in in a way that it's very it, it's very clear. It's very lucid. So that's great.
2: Okay, awesome. Okay, how it works is um, basically we get applicants all, all across the state, or excuse me, all across the country. To be honest with you, in fact, the world. I get stuff from Africa, from, from all over okay. crazy places. Uh, one to be teachers for us. We do extensive background checks, finger fingerprint checks, everything because you'll be a teacher inside of the school. Um, I would take your applicant mark and I, you know, kind of study it. I call your references. Uh, you'd come here. You might, you know, perform a little bit of martial arts. We would talk a lot of teaching stuff with you, um, and then you are on staff for a year before we even put you on a campus um, because. You might come to me and be a great um, practitioner or even you might even be a great karate teacher, but I need to teach you how to be a school teacher at the same time. And it's a totally different ball game. Um, And then so what would happen is that instructor, he's at a campus on a daily basis, just like a science teacher would be or a math teacher or an English teacher. And that student would go, uh, first period might be math, second period might be English, and that third period might be your martial arts class. And you're required to bring your uniform. Um, We have you work in a a journal for part of the day um, where we'll go over quotes, and we'll study quotes and expand on quotes. Um, We'll talk our values curriculum. And then we have a structured class that the student goes through. And so we're there all year long. Just like a regular teacher, we run an after-school component that comes along with the regular um, program, and then we run a summer school component for the kids that are already in the class. And so, the idea with the after-school and the and the excuse me, no, go ahead. Um, The idea with the after-school and the the summer programs are to do those. Funner things in martial arts, whether we're doing demo teams or, you know, self-defense or weapons class or sparring teams or tournament. We try to use that being the fun part to keep these kids engaged with something that's fun um, after school hours. So they're not just hanging out on the street, you know, down the road or whatever. They're still involved with something positive. And same thing that goes for the summer. We try to rank two times a year. One of those times would be um, semester break, which is December here in Houston. And the next one would be in May. So what we'll do is uh, our programs have anywhere from 150 students in it all the way up to 300 students. Um, Just depending on the school, the school's room size that they, they have us in. Uh, That depends on how many kids we can have, you know, involved with the class. Um, And so we'll have those twice a year. We'll we'll have all 200 kids come one evening along with their parents and grandparents and uncles so that they can watch little Johnny get his yellow belt or his orange belt or whatever belt it is. Uh, And the reason I want to point that out is the parental involvement that this program gets is unmatched. You know, schools can, can't can get parents up to the school to save their life. It's like pulling teeth. But for some reason, with our belt ceremonies, it's nothing for us to get 95, 98% of our parents to something, some 100% showing up supporting their kids and the instructor in the program.
0: That's great. I,
2: I think I've kind of hit on.
0: You're great. I, I got some questions that. that- that lead into that um from, from what you've talked about so tell me a little bit about from a curriculum standpoint um i, I think most of the people that are familiar with us uh are, are familiar with martial arts and while you may call it different things in in different styles there's different elements of, of martial arts training right there's uh sparring there's forms there's uh basic techniques there's board breaking um there, there may be other things uh, what what and of course, the philosophy, which you've talked about, there's a component of values and philosophy, certainly the most important part, right? And in Taekwondo, we say Taekwondo, the Do is the philosophy, right? The way of, of kicking and punching. Um, what, how is your program broken down as it relates to those various components? Or is it different from school to school? And is it uniform? If I were to walk into any one of these 59 schools, is the curriculum going to be basically the same? Or is it going to vary by region?
2: Okay, great question. Um so the curriculum is the same Um, we have a curriculum that we follow we have you know if i'm talking gold belt rank level we have your basic punches we'll have your basic kicks your basic stepping punches and blocks across the floor and maybe a couple self-defense then at purple belt we start growing a little bit more where we might even have a couple fighting combinations and then you know so and every, the, the curriculum is the same across the, the 60 schools. The difference is, the difference is, is I have all different styles working for me. So I have some Chuck Norris system style guys, but I have a lot of Taekwondo style people also.
0: I did see this
2: in your instructor. Right. So what we and we have a lot of Japanese. I got so I have them following the same format. The difference is, is you'll teach all the kata specific to your style. The, and the difference is, is I give you the freedom of if you throw a side kick, excuse me, a, a snapping side kick, you can do that. Or if you're more of a locking out uh, hip thrust side kick, then you do it that way. So... Um, we allow the instructor a little bit of freedom, so he doesn't have to come and learn a whole different system.
0: That's great. That's great. That that that's very interesting. I was very interested in in, in finding out about that. that. That that's very. In fact, Mr. I, Norris is
2: actually adamant about that because, from a supervisor standpoint, I wanted everyone to be regimented. And I wanted it all, when I walk in a classroom, I don't want someone to be able to say, "Well, this is how my style does it." But Mr. Norris is, and I approached and I Mr. Norris with this, but he was adamant, no, let's give each instructor their own freedom, you know, to do things. And uh, when Mr. Norris tells you what to do, you just kind of bow and say, yes, sir. And yeah, sure. So.
0: sure. 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 That, that, that is great. Now, one of the things you, you mentioned a little early on, and I've done some work with the United States Taekwondo Education Foundation, which does similar type work in Massachusetts and a little bit in Spokane, Washington, I know that from speaking to some of the folks that, you know, one of the misconceptions and one of the impediments that they found in terms of their growth in some areas is that people do automatically have that fear. Oh, you're going to teach my child to become violent. I don't want my child, which is again, you know, over the course of time, I've heard people say the impediment that they had growing up to their parents, letting them join martial arts was exactly that. obviously, people, once you you cross that that, uh, mental threshold and you understand what it's all about, you realize it's the complete opposite of that. But has that been, or is that something of the past because of the fact that you've grown so much? Is that something that you still deal with in terms of growing the program? Or is it something that you feel like you've, you've gotten to the point where that no longer is an issue for you guys?
2: Good question. And you're right, it was a huge thing at first, you know, principals thinking, that we're going to be busting people's nose open in the, in the school. And so, you know, we had to, uh, and, and accidents do happen. This is a combat sport. Don't get me wrong. And we, that does happen, but not to the level that, um, I think was once feared. One thing strategically, what we have done with the curriculum is that whole first year we don't allow them to spar. Everything is stationary, pretty much stationary. They move a little bit, but, the idea there is to let's, let's work on our fundamental skills. Let's build a foundation. Let's build confidence in them um, because, as you know, going to a commercial school on day one, they're in there fighting. They get hit. Now they don't want to do it anymore. Sure. So our approach was we're not going to fight the first year. Let's give them some skills first. We'll introduce sparring the second year of attending the program.
0: That's great. That makes it makes a lot of sense. Let me ask you about um, a couple of quick things. Number one is, so you have these, these folks, it seems like you have a great system for pre-qualifying your instructors. They become involved in, in, in the program they're, they're teaching. Uh, what type of a network is that going forward for them? In other words, is there ongoing um, trainings, meetings, things of that nature that, they, that the instructors are constantly dealing with in terms of your, your, your network and your organization?
2: Yes, sir. Um, You know, there are they they pretty much have two bosses. You know, one of their bosses, the principal at the school. So they have to attend all their in-services, where they're going over things like uh, CPR and, you know, sexual harassment classes or or everything that pertains to working in a school. But from our standpoint, um, as far as being a martial um, arts, one thing that we were talking about, you know, the instructors and everything that, you know, they're involved with. Um, and I know that there's going to be a lot of instructors reading this that maybe might be looking for a job opportunity. Sure. Uh, you know, so would be helping the, the martial arts community out as well as Kickstart, uh, you know, getting quality instructors. Not only, you know, do you get to do something that you love to do, you get to make a huge impact, you know, in the community and in kids' lives, but Kickstart Kids is a, is a professional organization that has a a uh, a salary that's uh, competitive with a school teacher's salary sure. um, and we have some really good benefits you know full medical full dental full retirement full I mean it, it's got a pretty nice
0: little package to it also that's great so, so let's talk about how all of this can occur uh, from the standpoint of from a funding standpoint this is a non nonprofit right so is this all done through charitable or uh, charitable donations Is it done through government grants? Is it a combination of a partnership with uh, private business or the school districts? How does it work in general?
2: Yes, sir. Um, In general, it's um, private funded. Um, We do um, ask the schools to contribute some. And the reason that we do ask the schools to contribute a little bit is we've just found over the years, when you give something for free, they don't value it as much yeah. but if they're paying got some skin in the game if you will they uh take care of it just a little bit more so the schools do pitch in some but everything else is private funded we have a huge gala in the houston area uh, we have a, de- a couple developers that are working around the state setting up different little fundraisers um, and then um, obviously we're in houston and in dallas and there's some pretty uh philanthropic people in the in those areas
1: well, will add to that. We do, we do get grants. We, we're always looking for grants and, and, and uh, things like that. And we're always trying to find revenue streams, merchandise. And it might be important to mention that, that we feel the same way with students as well. I mean, we do have a $50 participation fee for a year, um, you know, but we don't turn away kids, right? John, do you want to? more on that.
2: Um, So Justin, as we were saying, you know, skin in the game, you know, so we used to give the kids for free. And so they'd lose a uniform every other day and we're kept replacing you. So eventually we was like, no, we're going to put a charge in here. Well, guess what? Now they don't lose their uniforms. Sure. So, you know, unless um, we don't turn any child away. So if there's a hardship, we do what we call as an in-kind where, you know, the, the student might Work in the classroom for the week or whatever, uh, so that he feels like it just wasn't given to him, and he actually worked for it. Um, yeah, so so no child is is ever turned away because they can't pay
0: for something. That's wonderful. That that that's great. It's a great uh, program. So let me ask you a couple of, couple of things. Uh, we're in this crazy pandemic since uh, March. It's affected so much of the country. How uh, uh, I know you were you know going into uh your your school year you said goes into i'm not sure when your summer normally starts and when your school year normally you know what your normal calendar is but how has this affected your program uh you know it's hard for anybody to not have some impact but how has it impacted on the on the program um specifically right. or generally
2: well um i will i really won't know till school starts personally but but um it has affected us already because we're not going to be live um and, and obviously that's how you make your huge impacts when sure. you're face to face and you know, that's that's where you're making your huge impacts however that being said it's not all doom and gloom and what i mean by that is i've you know i sat back i was like man you know this and you know, then this isn't going to sound professional but
0: this sucks man you know this, no, it's, this that's true this it sucks. Sucks. It's, you know sucks. that's a good way to uh, put
2: it. but i was like but i think I think we might have an opportunity here because karate is an individual sport. 85% of the time it's an individual sport. Most of the time. Sure. You do we do some partner stuff? Yeah. However, um, so we started putting videos together. We started doing some zoom classes and getting kids involved. And we started really picking up steam because kids weren't doing anything. And this was the one class that they were looking forward to doing because they were on lockdown. Sure. And so what, you know, thanks to Justin, he had the forethinking to get parent surveys put out there and student surveys. And so we've collected all these surveys saying through the pandemic, what Kickstart Kids has meant for them. It kept them, this was the one thing that they looked forward to. This was an activity that helped them with stress relief. And, you know, obviously, you know, all of the benefits. Sure. Um, and, the, and the reason I say we have an opportunity is that, You know, we're going to go virtual the first part of the the school year. Well, you know, usually our competition in the school is is really the gym program. Right. Kids either pick gym or they come to karate. Well, going virtual, I mean, when you do gym class, you're not going to do kickball. And you're going to do calisthenics three times and the kids are going to be bored as heck. But this is a changing every day, something, you know, uh engaging that the kid gets to to be part
0: of that's great and i and i i've seen uh, around the country i've seen how you know the martial arts community has really responded in a very um vigorous way to the, the changing dynamic i've been really impressed with some of the things that i've seen and you know many of the uh schools have been founded by folks that are that are older that aren't necessarily as technologically sophisticated but but they've managed to find the way whether it be through the next generation or through key students and and I think it's 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 really amazed me and nobody will ever um disagree that they prefer to be in the dojang in the gym doing it live but that's not always an alternative so this this certainly gives you an opportunity to stay to stay involved. I mean, even
2: me as a fifty-year-old man, I was taking jujitsu classes, you know, online. And you know, my wife and Brando, they come in there. What you? I'm rolling around yeah, doing our true. classes? And they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm working out," you know. And it was the one time, you know, throughout the day that I was like, I, you know, I get to go do
0: something. It certainly made you uh, have to think about, you know, am I going to allow this time to to be an excuse for not doing something, or am I going to commit to? something a little bit different and, and, and opened my mind up to it. I did the same thing. And I found that it was really, again, it was, uh, it was needed for me. It was really it, it, mentally, you know, I think it was. It, it, because it of your martial arts it, training. It, and that's
2: what it, I was it, hoping I was going to help with these kids is because of their training, you know, you can, you can make excuses or you can make results. You, you choose which one you want to do. You know, hopefully you're not working off motivation. Hopefully you're working off discipline. You know, you're only going to stay motivated for so long.
0: Sure. You need that. You need that core discipline that karate instills in you, and that's what gets you through. That's terrific. So let me ask you a couple of a couple of wind down questions in the interest of time. What is the future? What What, what is the goal for the the program? I mean, certainly you you you've achieved amazing things uh, up to this point. If If you never added another school, if you if you never expanded beyond that but I get the sense there may be the desire for more. What What is the short and long-term goals for, for Kickstart Kids? Right.
2: Um, well, the ultimate goal for Mr. Norris and for Kickstart Kids is to be in every single school across the country. That's kind of what we've, what we've been trying to do. Um, and we're, we're kind of slowly getting there. We're still in Texas, but our goal is um, to be in every, every school that we can, hopefully you know, to be able to teach the disciplines the philosophy of the martial arts in hoping that one day we don't have to. Sure. We just feel like, you know, this is something they need and we want to do it, but the hope is that one day we don't have to do this.
0: Sure. And I think now more than ever, I mean, for my own situation, my own children, I want them in martial arts now more than ever. And not because necessarily I, I want them to learn to, I certainly want them to defend themselves, but I certainly want them to have that safe haven and a place where they're around like-minded people. John, I was just
1: going over a little bit about how, you know, right now we could really use some exposure and support for, to continue the program because martial artists understand the benefit of this program more than anybody else. Um, So if, if, if you want to give to a charity, you know, why not this one?
0: Sure. Yes. Well, let's do this um, because I'm going to link all this up. What is the best place for people to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this actually normally I don't but this will be two to, two-fold. Number 1 would be where would be the best place for people to find out more about um Kickstart Kids and then where would be the best place for maybe the same for martial artists that were interested in as you discussed possibly either helping out volunteering or applying for a job, what would be the best place for them to to find out more about Kickstart Kids? I, uh,
2: I would say Justin's kind of that's coming yeah. down your wheelhouse.
1: Absolutely, our website kickstartkids.org and all of our social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. There's lots of information on there about the organization, ways to stay in touch. Uh, we have lots of events going on, fundraisers going on. Um, so if you follow any of those channels, whatever you you know whatever your preference is, if you like getting your news on Facebook, follow us on Facebook. Um, And on that site, you can find out more specifically about under the KSK careers. If you're looking to become uh, part of the Kickstart Kids team, you can find out about our benefits, applications, things like that. But the main thing is go to our website, kickstartkids.org, and you can find all of our other social media links out there as well uh, and sign up for that newsletter.
0: That's great. And I will pass that along. And I want to thank you gentlemen for your patience and thank you for talking to me. I am a Big believer. I believe that if uh, martial arts programs were um, part of the standard curriculum in the United States, that it would be a better. It would be a better thing. And I think, um, you know, I've 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 talked over the years between my own training and between the work that I've done in media. Um, there is not one person who I've spoken to that hasn't um, just really benefited from martial arts practice. The the only regrets that people have are they should have they wish they started earlier they wish they never took the break they wish they never stopped training no one ever says I'm so sorry I got involved you know I've I've never heard it one time I've never heard anything but um, life changing stories from people from the community aspect of it the self defense the protection aspect of it but most importantly the the self actualization aspect of it so I think what you're doing and your delivery mechanism is just really phenomenal, and, and I'm not surprised, and I thank you for taking the time to talk to me, and I thank you for all you're doing.
2: Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot for t- for helping us out.
0: We no, really appreciate we'll, it. We will definitely uh, shout it out to the world, and uh, Justin, if, if following, if you can send me whatever, um, either photos, links, logos, whatever you want me to include, I'll, I'll I'll include it and we'll let you know as we get closer to, to posting all this stuff. But, um, and I look, feel free to call them.
2: back if you think of something else or yeah,
0: whatever. Absolutely. And then what I'll do is I'll reach out to you uh, when the world is, when travels a little bit better, I'd love to come out and see your headquarters and I'd love to come out and see some of your, some of your classes to the extent that we could do that. I would, I, I'd love to, to see what you, what you do on, on the ground level. I'd, I'd love to be able to do that. So unfortunately, uh, not the greatest time to start traveling around <laughs> but but hopefully in the you know in the fall and and into the uh the start of the new year we can we can get together i'd, I'd love to come out and see you guys yes sir very thank, very you so very thank you so much thank you thank you thank you for your patience as well i really appreciate yes, sir. it thank you take care you